This is Harry Hog Football. On today's show, we talk about the Redskins news from this week, including the number one Redskins fan of all time, Chief Z. And we have part two of Jimmy Campbell's interview, live with Aaron, Josh, and John. Yo, 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 what's up, y'all? Yo, 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 what's up, y'all? Yo, what's up? Yo, 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 what's up? Welcome to episode number 39 of Harry Hog Football. Um, we're just starting to come down the hill from the off season, about to roll into the season, and it's uh, looking like a good one for the Redskins. In the preseason. Yep. Yep. We're almost there, folks. We're almost there. Um, check in for CFL highlights. Not for much longer. We're almost in the real football. I can smell it. Woo! I'm starting to get pumped for that first game against the Vikings. Oh, yeah. yeah. September 11th. Um, let's just talk about some Redskins news from this week. Um, once again, it's been a slow week as far as actual Redskins news, but there was a story that interests us and uh, kind of got me and John a little, um, a little fiery at first. But unfortunately, it seems like this this week's news is all about injuries. Um, yeah, I guess so. Isn't that right? If I think that's what you're going to talk about. <laughs> yeah, in a way, in a way. Well, kind of. Um, Anyway, I was going to say that um, the Redskins, arguably the number one Redskins fan of all times for at least the last 30 years, Chief Z, um, who everyone has been to a game has seen or anyone who's watched a Redskins game has seen on television going into commercial breaks. Apparently, um, he's recovering from, uh, I believe it was a uh, blood clot aneurysm. Yeah, he had an aneurysm, and they had to remove one of his big toes. Oh, man. And unfor- unfortunately, he was going to miss some of the Redskins games. He has only missed, I believe, four games in the last 28 years, and that includes right. the games after these stupid-ass Eagles fans beat him up and broke his leg, I think, in the mid-'80s. Yeah, and that, and that includes away games. That, yeah, that yeah. includes away games. It goes to everything, pretty much. Yeah, I mean, you go anywhere. When the Redskins are playing, he's there. Yep. A member of the Hall of Fans. Probably the greatest Redskins fan of all time. Yep. And a really, really just great person. If you ever get to meet him, shake his hand. Awesome. If you ever shake his hand, you just know what kind of a what kind of a guy he is, man. Right. Well, there's a great article on WUSA9.com, which is a local D.C. station, um, Television station. They had an article on it. And there's a video clip talking to Chief Z in his uh, in his apartment, and it also has his address. If you'd like to get send him a get well card, it's Chief Z, PO Box three five five, Oxon Hill, O X O N Hill, Maryland two o seven five zero dash zero three five five. And I'm thinking we'll probably put that up on the website. I'll link to that. So yeah. if you want to send a send Z a get well card. Or something of that nature, or you know, just a piece of paper that says, "Yeah, we hate Dallas too," or something. You know, anything. <laughs> I'm sure he'd appreciate it. They showed him on there. They showed uh, the Redskins were calling him up and seeing if he needed a 
electric wheelchair for work for the games to make sure he can get to the games and not miss anything. And Dan Snyder sent him flowers and stuff. So. Yeah, but at first, man, when I first read the article, it was like the Redskins said, "We wish him well," and I was starting to get mad. Like, man, they should be doing more than that for him. Yeah, I agree. They actually had in the uh, video clip on that on that page, um, Larry Michael. I'm not, you know, <laughs> we're not exactly friends with Larry Michaels here, but he was on there and he was he was making some statements on there and saying, you know, looking out for the fan, number one fan, and all that good stuff. So that was pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. So the last time, last time after uh, you know, when he was in the hospital after that Eagles incident, um, you know, like a lot of fans came to his uh, aid, um, and didn't they like help pay for his hospital bills and stuff and all that kind of stuff? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's you know he's in the Hall of Fans. Everyone knows him. Yeah, man. Everyone knows who he is. You may not have known he was called Chief Z, but you know, you see him. I mean, you see a picture of him, you'll know exactly who we're talking about. Oh yeah. World famous. I mean, he was even on. He's even on the uh, the montages on Monday Night Football some years. Oh yeah. I'm on there. You guys know who yeah. he is. So anyway, we don't want to go too long winded because we are going to present this week the second half of. Well, the second part. There's more than that. part two. Part two of what, what's it called? Of the interview with Jim the Campbell. <laughs> A kicker's dream of making it in the dream. NFL. Part two. <laughs> Jim can interview with Jim Campbell. Uh. Very interesting interview. I hope you got a chance to listen to part one. If not, it's back in episode 38, so go ahead and download it. And uh, part two will be moving forward from his uh, his uh, what first mini camp where he kicked and was seen by the head coach and then it was about to head back home for a few weeks, and that's where we left off. So that will be coming up here in a few minutes. Um, first, some Redskins news we did want to talk about. Um, John Hall, we saw an article about John Hall, um, how his injury last year was worse than what they thought, and it was him overcompensating. Apparently, he ripped some muscles or tendons from his uh, hip. In his hip, yeah. In his hip. And, uh, and overcompensating for that injury is why he kept having other problems on his legs and, and all those different problems where he kept getting hurt. Right. So but appar- hopefully apparently he's better now. Out and repaired that, he'll be back to a back back to how he was when we first got him. Right. Which makes but, me feel a little bit better because I mean, after he came back, he was kicking all short and it just wasn't the same anymore and I was just like man he sucks now but maybe yeah. maybe he had an excuse so that's something to look forward to um, right hopefully he'll hopefully he'll have it together much better now let's see what he does in a few weeks in training camp um otherwise other than that Redskins news this week not much going on um yeah if you haven't, if you, if you haven't done so already and you do want to sign up for the um the Harry Hog Football Fantasy League. Uh, get online and sign up for that. Uh, yeah, we're getting ready to go active with that. Get ready to go live with that tomorrow, which will be Saturday. The what's tomorrow? The twenty third, twenty second, twenty second. Um, dude, I don't know. I've been in Wisconsin for a week. I don't even know where I am right now. So, <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, up there with all the cheeseheads. Um. But yeah, we're going to go live with that tomorrow, the 22nd, Saturday. At some point during the day, uh, we're, we're tweaking out the final stuff for it. 
Uh, uh, we, need, we need some more people to sign up. All you guys are on there going, yeah, I'll sign up. Yeah, I'll start the up, league. I'll sign up. Yeah, and you send us emails and stuff. Well, get on there and sign up. Where is everyone? I mean, we got some people, but yep. it's not like what it sounded like it was going to be. So you guys need to get on there and sign up today right. as soon as possible. Times. Lots of trash talking. Lots of, lots of football-related right. stuff. If you've never done a fantasy league before and you want to jump in there, you will be such a football genius by the time the fantasy season is over because you just learn so much about players you yeah. probably would not have even cared about in the past. So anyway, y'all. If, and if you have done fantasy leagues in the past and you were thinking about going back to a league and you got a couple of friends or something that you do it with, hey, bring them on over, man. Um, I'm sure. If the Redskins fans, great, you know. Uh, if if not, we welcome them. You know, come on over, and uh, so you know we can joke them a little bit. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> yes, yeah, so uh, join you know, up. The more, the merrier, and the more uh, people sign up, you know, the the better, the better shot at uh, somebody walking away with uh, a little bit of cash in their pocket when it's all done. So, um, come on over and have fun and sign up. Right on. Yeah. Once we get the uh, once we get the fee. For our site, for the uh, fantasy site that's going to be linked all right on our website, HarryHogFootball.com. Um, once we get that going, any extra proceeds on that are going to go to a pot for the winner. So, because you know we're not trying to make money or fleece anybody, we're just trying to have fun. So yeah, just go yeah. in there. And we're just going to pay for the hosting fee for it, and uh, once it's done, the rest is the rest is in somebody's pocket. So, uh, okay. So, so anyway, enough anyway. of that. Um, a couple other things I noticed this week. First of all, Dan Snyder launched his three radio station and online um, streaming audio from that, and you can find it at um, tri- what is it? Triple X. www.espnradio.com. Right. You can go on there and listen live. I listened live to John Riggins show. Um, the other day, and if it makes you, um, I mean, it makes me feel kind of better about our show that he was on there, his third day on the air in the middle of off season, and he was basically reading about the comics from the uh, Washington Post. So, <laughs> so Riggins, we uh, hey, maybe we can get John Riggins on our show now. Yeah. So anyway, check that out. Yeah, yeah. And hopefully that means that people not in the D.C. area, Redskins fans, will be able to get the pregame show on there. During the season, I hope so. So right. we'll, we'll have to wait and see. We'll see what happens. And they've, they've actually also got a radio station. I don't know which one it is in Richmond, and they're going to add to that triple X ESPN radio station with one here in Norfolk. Is the rumor as well? They're trying to buy a station in Norfolk, um, our home stomping grounds. Sweet. So, and if you can't listen to those areas, like we said, triple X ESPN Radio dot com. Be able to stream live on there. The only other thing I have to say this week, because I always got to say something about you know a Cowboys fan talking on serious radio that I listen to all the time. <laughs> the only thing I heard this week was how much they interview or Adam Shine and um, I think uh, Solomon Wilcox interviewed um, T.O. And after their interview, like I didn't hear the interview with T.O., but I heard them talking about it the next day, and they're like, um, "It's looking like disaster in Dallas." Because he hasn't changed, he's the same old guy, only thinking about himself. And uh, if that's the case, that's looking good for us. That's, that's fine. But anyway, we don't want to go too long here because we're gonna get this interview, um, part two, Jimmy Campbell, awesome interview. Stay tuned, listen to it. It's right here. It's coming up now. 
Um, we'll talk to you guys next week when we'll have part three and we'll do a countdown to training camp. Hopefully we'll have some stuff to talk about the fantasy league and you guys will be in there. And, uh, as always, hail to the Redskins. Hail to the Redskins. Hail to the Redskins. And yes. send, send us an email at redskinsfan at harryhogfootball.com. That's H-A-R-R-Y hogfootball.com. And if you see Cowboys fan. Joke. All right, without further ado, here is part two of Jim Campbell, the the quest to be a kicker in the NFL, a kicker's dream, only on Harry Hog Football. Exclusive. And uh, so, um, uh, uh, of course, went back home, and I was uh, staying in Louisville, Kentucky at the time, and, and, and I worked. I really tried to kick more than uh, than work out with weights, which I look back as, as maybe as a mistake. Uh, ran some, didn't run as much. I really, really tried to focus on my kicking to uh, hopefully have a uh, to be as precision uh, tuned as I could for training camp. I wanted my kicking form to be in mid-season form at the beginning of training camp, which was coming up the last of July that year. Um, um, and during the, during that summer, I was getting, you know, uh, invitations to show up at charity functions, uh, uh, by different people. I think Scott Studwell, um, who was, uh, a long time, uh, at the time, uh, late 80s, a very renowned, uh, middle linebacker, uh, around the, uh, in the NFL. He had sent me an invitation to, to come up for some big, Gala and uh, I didn't go, but uh, that was extremely nice to get something like that. Um, then um, uh, when the date came to uh, to fly up, um, when I got there, uh, uh, back in the hotel again that night, and uh, they had given instructions there for us to uh, uh, be early that morning. Uh, we had to uh, be down in the lobby, and they put, put us pretty much. All of us on a um, uh, in a limousine. We went out to the Vikings facility, uh, met there briefly. Uh, all, everybody was gathered up. They uh, um, they uh, they bused us to uh, Mankato State University, which is somewhere west of Minneapolis. That was out in. Um, uh, excuse me. That was where they uh, made the uh, at least the intro to the television show, Coach. And um, uh, when we when we got there, we were put up in a dormitory. I'm like, you know, just having lived in a dormitory the last you know four years, you know, I just wasn't too excited about that. And uh, but uh, you know, because it was hot and uh, the mosquitoes were were biting through almost two pair of tube socks, and uh, you'd walk around with these big red spots uh, on your calves and such. But uh, um, got in up there that sometime that that day and uh they took us over to eat in the cafeteria not knowing really i was thinking you know typical cafeteria food we walk in this place is like any five-star restaurant uh or at least the food that they had had in there it was unbelievable unbelievable that was the highlight that was the highlight that's what i tell my kids so uh that's what they'll have to get me off of the anything, talk about anything else. So, um, you know, you walk in, in, uh, in the morning, you know, just, you know, anything that you would want for breakfast, anything, 
you walk in for lunch, and it's just, I mean, if you want steak, I mean, uh, uh, what I remember, I, uh, you know, you'd have steak, you know, any kind of deli, any deli food, um, uh, fantastic, you know, big sandwiches, fruit, um, uh, then you'd walk in in the, in the, uh, the evening and they'd, it just, it is like what you see on TV out in Texas. They had this big, huge side of beef and they're cutting, you know, steaks off of it and, and roast beef. <laughs> oh, and, uh, you walk in if you want, if you want steak and you want, you know, as many crab legs, you know, these big, huge crab legs, you know, that, that if you want that and if you want a lobster tail, you know, that, that put that on there too. It's just, I, I just couldn't believe this. So and, uh, there. Oh my gosh. So how did you play after eating all that food? Oh, it just, I, well, at the time I was, uh, uh, well right now I'm about, I'm, I'm six three, um, two, maybe two hundred, maybe two eighty, two ninety five, something like that. I was pretty big for a kicker. At the time I was two, two thirty five, almost two forty, uh, which was, which was probably, I was probably the biggest place kicker that, that was even close to, uh, coming out that year in all of college football. So, I mean, I was a small guy. Right. And, uh, it, it was, it was fantastic. Um, and as far as our workouts, you know, we had, uh, two workouts a day. Uh, the morning, um, and as far as, you know, the, the kickers go, I mean, you go out there, you're on your own. Of course, we stayed together and we worked together. Uh, punters and place kickers were all were you know right there in a little group. We had a we had two fields and we had one uh, one uh, half of one field pretty much to ourselves. And you know and we worked and uh, everybody got along and there was a there was a strong sense of competition. You know I, I can you know I could tell that you know this was business. Um, you know it was it was very serious. Um, you know, at one point in time, the, the laugh and the cut that stopped. And, um, you know, you, you just, you, you, everybody was serious. Um, um, the, uh, the, the punters quite often, the punters that were there was, uh, Bucky Scribner was the, uh, uh, I guess the incumbent punter. Um, uh, they had just signed Harry Newsom who had punted for several years at, uh, Pittsburgh. They also had a, had a young guy named uh, Chris Baker who had punted at TCU. Um, these guys were all fantastic. Um, I had seen some NFL punters. Into, you were recruited into college as a punter, isn't that right? As a punter, yes. Right, yes. And the, you uh, made that transition to, uh, to, to being a kicker. Well, I had, uh, that was pretty much what I focused on. Was, was place kicking. Uh, of course in high school, if you can kick the ball, they think you can do everything. So, uh. You can, you can kick it, you can punt it, you can do, you can exactly. do whatever. Exactly. So I didn't stop. Well, there's been some, some comments on the, on our website this past week or so with some people saying, hey, why can't we, why can't we get a guy that can kick and punt, you know, for the Redskins and, you know, free up some salary cap and free up some, some of those positions to, to help us out in some other positions, that kind of thing. Well, I mean, what do you think about that as far as... Well, uh, now, this is my interpretation. You know, this is what I have gathered from other guys uh, that I have actually met and, and and been able to talk with that have been in the, the league recently or are in the league. Um, it is just too specialized, okay? The, the demand for performance and proficiency uh, is just so high 
for to punt for place kicks. They just they don't want to sacrifice that. Uh, something that you're seeing that is really coming into the league right now is the use of a third kicker to do kickoffs. Okay, right. I mean these are three roster spots that they're tying up, right. and um, you know uh, just to have somebody who can kick the ball as deep as possible. You know, the, the biggest difference is that's, that's, that has caused that is the fact that uh, you now have to kick off from the 30-yard line as compared to, to the 35 when I was in the NFL, or excuse me, when I tried out in the NFL. Um, you've also got uh, the use of a brand-new football every time a, a kick occurs on the field. Uh, if you ever notice on the sideline, there's a referee there that has a big K on this yellow pib, um, uh, or for lack of a better word, uh, and he is the one that inserts the K ball when it's going to be a kick situation. Uh, and if you've ever, you know, been in a store and you have felt one of these, you know, had your hands on one of these brand new, you know, NFL balls, uh, they are hard as a rock. They've got a a slick glaze on them from, for some reason. I think it, it may be the glue. I don't know, but, uh, it's, it's, it's tough. Um, you know, I, I talked to, uh, Nick Harris, who punts for Detroit. Uh, I talked to him, uh, about two years ago at one of the camps that, um, I work in, uh, for a guy. Uh, and, you know, Nick, uh, they were already, these guys, I mean, they're not even allowed to, uh, you know, put them on the ground, put their knee into them, try to flex them, try to loosen the seams up a little bit. They're not allowed to do any of that. Um, and, and, you know, instead of, you know, just, just hitting the ball wherever your foot hits it, I mean, he is 10 point, uh, precise on trying to hit one of the panels. Not the seams, and because the panel will have more give to it, and right. uh, it, it works for him. It works for him. But uh, you know, it's just you know, back in the the, the late seventies uh, when you had uh, um, you know you know still being in uh, uh, grade school and uh, freshman high school, the only guys that I can think of back then that, or actually the only one I can think of who did both was a guy named Frank Corral. At, uh, the, uh, Los Angeles Rams. Um, uh, and if you, if you'd ever seen the way he would kick the ball, he looked like one of these soccer goalies that would every once in a while put one of the, uh, the soccer balls across midfield. He'd, you know, you know, get a run at it and he'd, you know, get this big side winding, uh, uh, roundhouse, uh, you know, kick that would turn into a moonshot. And, you know, since then, there's been a, and back in those days, there wasn't a, well, from what I understand, a great deal of technique that, you know, these brains had come up with in terms of, you know, how to teach, you know, the mechanics that uh, you, you teach into somebody's form. Um, you know, a lot of times these guys would just be kicking the ball or playing the ball. These soccer players that had developed into two place kickers, you know, which would be their, their punters also. Um, you know, uh, I think, um, you know, it, it, it's just it's a different swing, uh, kicking a football soccer style as compared to punting a football, uh, back then. As of today, it's getting closer to the same, but, um, you know, I, I, I saw in a video one time that Steve Hoffman, who was the, the uh, 
kicking coach for the Dallas Cowboys explained what he went looking for in a punter as compared to a place kicker. He would in a, in a place kicker he would look for somebody that uh, was maybe somewhat smaller in stature, not necessarily a very large foot, uh, who almost walked in a in a open type stride. You know, his his feet, his toes would kind of almost point out to the side, uh, to, not to an extreme degree, but uh, but somebody that would uh, not have a not have a, a, a lot of difficulty uh, trying to hit the ball where it had to be hit when it was on the ground. And because some of your swing is on is on an upswing, even off the ground, you're still doing that. Well, the bigger your foot is, the harder it is to be able to blade your foot, okay, to the degree that is kind of preferred. Uh, it's almost like a punt off the ground. And the bigger your foot is, the more you have to blade your foot, and it just makes it a little bit tougher to um, uh, get more of a, I guess, a punt-type motion through the ball. Um, there's guys out there that are, that are still excelling at it, but that's what he looked at as compared to a punter. You know, he would look at a punter who maybe tend to be a little bit more, I won't say pigeon-toed, but uh, he would walk, be able to walk more in a straight line because your approach is in a straight line when you go to kick the ball, which helps you affect a more straighter swing, which, you know, it kind of, it helps you deliver more power through the ball and, and be more consistent. Um, you know, there's always, you know, um, those that uh, defeat the rules, but they're few and far between. Um, so it's, you know, it's the technique, you know, differences between the two, uh, um, you know, types of, of, of kicks, place kick to punt, and um, uh, then also just, you know, the efficiency that they demand. Uh, I can remember about uh, two years ago uh, watching a Tennessee Titans game against somebody, and uh, uh, Joe Nedney uh, had kicked off and tried to make a tackle by pinching the return man into the sidelines, and he, he got run over. Um, you know, it was still a good, a good tackle. He tackled him, but he kind of got bent back over, I think, on his knee, and it, it messed his knee up bad enough that he had to leave the game. And uh, the punter, Craig Hendrick, uh, had to come in, and he was a place kicker as well at uh, Notre Dame. And, I mean, this guy kicked three field goals and, and really was the savior in this game. And, uh, you know, they still... You know, uh, that next week brought in somebody to take over the place kicking position. Hmm. And, uh, you know, it's just. Even though, a, even though he could do it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and, I, and I guess it's just, you know, they want, you know, want someone to specifically focus on that to be as efficient as possible. And that concludes part two of the interview with Jim Campbell, uh, A Kicker's Dream. We hope you enjoyed part two and. Part three will come at the conclusion of our podcast next week, which will be episode 40. And that's it. Hail to the Redskins. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll talk to you next week.